Gary Baker with me and also Shane Hamlin in studio. And we are delighted to welcome uh, an expert in the car industry and somebody we've enjoyed having on our program on, well, about this time of year, every year. And that is Paul Eisenstein, who is the editor of the Detroit Bureau. Paul, welcome to the Internet Advisor. Hey, good to be with you. Happy New Year to you and all the listeners. Uh, thank you so much. It's so good to have you aboard. How have the holidays been for you? You know, it used to be they were nice, and you could slow down. I could catch up and clean my office, and it has been nonstop. Uh-huh. Uh, in part because we're we're doing so much stuff ahead of time. Yes, manufacturers are teasing, and we're breaking stories, and people are leaking stuff out on all the big shows that are coming up. Mm. Uh, there, there is no break, no rest for the wicked. Ah. <laughs> uh. My goodness. Well, let's start talking about, you know, the really big show, first one for the city of Detroit, at least, and that is the North American International Auto Show. Uh, You talked about some of the leaks. What have been some of the leaks that have come out about the show? Well, we've been picking up a lot of news uh, on all the various models that are going to be coming up. I think I have probably put out material on just about everything that we are going to see. Uh, actually, I now know one or two other things I've gotten embargoed, that I, so I've agreed not to, not to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. But there is a ton of, ton of product coming to the show, and as you would expect, it is, of course, heavy on the SUV side, yeah. but it's also surprisingly going to be very big on the pickup side. Mm. People forget just how important pickups are. If you look at the the sales numbers that came out the other day, the top three vehicles in the United States were once again the F one fifty, followed by the Chevy Silverado, followed by the uh, uh, by the Ram fifteen hundred. Now, I, I know you, we're talking tech here, but here's something very interesting, just to show you how trends are changing. Uh, number four has been for many years the the best selling passenger car, the Camry, Toyota Camry, which now dropped off the top five. Whoa. So we have uh, we have the Toyota Rav four was mm-hmm. the fourth best-selling vehicle in the U.S. last year, followed by the uh, uh, the Rogue, the Nissan Rogue, which we understand, my sources are telling me, will be in all-new form appearing at the show in just wow. a couple of weeks. Wow. I, what no, is it about the SUVs and, uh, you know, and these bigger vehicles that seems to be you know, carrying the weight of the sales? Well, there's a lot of reasons why you seem to be coming on. And by the way, some of that is technology. And looking even further out, it's going to be technology that will help maintain their place in the uh, the sales hierarchy as the tougher emission standards and fuel economy mm. standards come into play. Uh, so uh, not only are these vehicles bigger, but they're also lighter. There's a lot of really cool technology uh, that's being used in the design, the manufacturing, and so on. Uh, you're seeing a lot of new technology going into the vehicles to help them improve their fuel economy. Uh, such as stop-start. You know, uh, for those who aren't familiar with the term, it's getting pretty common now. Uh, the vehicle automatically stops when you come to, say, uh, a stoplight or you're idling uh, while yes. you're on the line at a yes. Starbucks or the like, and then it automatically starts up the moment you lift your foot off the brake. Wow. Uh, so you have that. You're going to see a lot of so-called mild hybrids, 48-volt hybrids, the, the technology that's been talked about for 
more than a decade, is finally going into production. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see, I, I, I know a few vehicles, I can't talk about many of them right mm-hmm. now. Uh, Audi and BMW will have it, and a f- couple of the domestics will have it on some surprisingly uh, interesting vehicles. I hinted at that earlier, mm-hmm. so go mm-hmm. back and reconstruct my uh, what I've said, <laughs> uh, and you'll, you'll scoop me on that. Uh, and, and, of course, you're going to see more, more regular hybrids, more mm-hmm. plug-ins, and... Even though we are a truck-based society, if you will, yeah. you're going to be seeing a lot more EVs. As a matter of fact, uh, EVs later being this electric month, I'm going, to run, I'm going to make a run to Corsica, of all things, to get my first drive in the first ever SUV EV from Jaguar, the i Oh, really? Now, EV bunny, electrical vehicle, that for people who are throwing these uh, uh, alphabet soup around, this is interesting now, and because this is something that I think uh, that I've been seeing as well, is with Elon Musk and you know the um, uh, the semi that he's got, the electric semi, and all the talk about the Tesla, etc. There's just so much momentum going towards the electric side. There isn't. There isn't. Here's the thing: if uh, you know, it's uh, it's a half empty, half full situation. Uh, the reality is they sold, they're still a very, very small part of the market. Uh, if you take everything that uses battery in the propulsion side, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's a mild standard hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or pure battery electric vehicle, they, they tend to be called BEVs these days. Uh, they accounted for barely 3% of the uh, U.S. market. Worldwide, however, they did uh, set a new record, uh, sales of plug-based vehicles alone, plug-in hybrids and yeah. devs alone, topped a million for the first time. And mm. they had an all-time record month last month. And here's the thing. We're just beginning to see the sort of things that will help build momentum. Those are faster charging times, yeah. smaller, lighter, and less expensive batteries. So now we're seeing vehicles in the $30,000 range and under, like the new Nissan Leaf, like the Chevy uh, Bolt EV, and, of course, the Model 3 from Tesla, uh, you're going to be seeing a lot more choice, including new SUV battery cars uh, that will be getting 200, 300 miles. You're seeing more performance-oriented vehicles. Uh, You're going to see a a Porsche high-performance model called the Mission E, That'll be coming out within a year. Audi. Uh, in in fact, if you look out there, there is not a single manufacturer, including Lamborghini, Aston Martin, and I believe Ferrari is hinting. I don't believe they've confirmed yet. I have to double check that. Uh, but essentially, any manufacturer out there will have to have an electric vehicle within the next, say, two to three years. Hmm. And there's an asterisk, and you might want to ask me why. Yes, I want to ask you that. Let me just reintroduce you to our audience. The uh, voice of the, uh, if you will, guru of uh, auto in Detroit is Paul Eisenstein, who is the editor of the Detroit Bureau. Okay, then let me approach the asterisk asterisk, and ask you why you say that. Well, if, if you look out there, there's a recent Boston consulting study that said a full half of all vehicles sold in the U.S. by 2030 will use some form of battery propulsion. And half of that will be pure battery electric. And, and there's a bunch of reasons why. And you'll see this in varying forms around the world. The mix will be different. Some markets will have more regular hybrids. Some will have more pure battery electric. Some plug-in. Uh, and, and there are a couple of reasons. One, new technology. 
batteries are getting smaller, right. lighter, faster to charge, and cheaper. And we're expecting a breakthrough. It depends on who you believe, between 2022 and 2025, of something called the solid-state battery. It's the uh, next generation. Yes, yes. Some people say that they'll eventually be able to charge in five to ten minutes, which means that that worry about you wow. know half hour, half an hour uh, at a fast charge, yeah. well, that, that yeah. won't be a problem anymore. Wow, that is incredible. Uh, you know, and, and Shane, the cost, by the way, will come way, way down. Uh, it'll actually That's be, big... if, if, if the targets are right, battery cars by the end of the next decade, about a decade from now, mm-hmm. will actually be cheaper to purchase, own, and operate than a regular vehicle. Wow. Well, that's always what stopped, you know, my wife and I. We've always looked at that alternative in an EV, and it's, it, you know, my wife wants the best of both worlds. She'd love to have an EV, uh, you know, help the economy, you know, the, the environment, and, and save a little money on gas. But she always wanted more room, you know, the, that SUV cargo space, right. which up until now, it seems, just didn't exist. You always could get those little two-seater hippie cars, but now it's looking like we can get the, the trucks and the SUVs, and, mm-hmm, and as exactly. that battery comes down, the price comes down, and that's going to help just the middle income family like myself getting into that market finally huge yeah. huge technology gary you were going to say something yeah you know paul we've all with all this talk about electric vehicles and and uh there always was the conflict of trying to get the autos to make the big announcements at our north american international auto show and not the la show or the new york show or whatever or ces uh, yeah <laughs> do, you, do you um do you see more of those kind of announcements uh, this year Oh, uh, there's not happen if it is shown in Detroit. There, there are a couple that'll be coming here in Detroit, and there'll be a couple that we're going to see in CES, which we'll get to, I, I believe, shortly. Yep. Uh, yep. After the break, we'll get to that. Mr. Yeah. So we're going to see a few out there, uh, and I think I think we're a little bit early for some of the breakthrough stuff. So we're not quite ready uh, to see some of the manufacturers like uh, like um, Porsche and Jaguar bring out their production models. We'll probably see them later this year. Some will show up at the Geneva Motor Show. Some will show up Mm. at the New York Auto Show. And some won't really make it until the L.A. show later this year, or even next year's Detroit show. So uh, Mm. we're just short of this big wave. Uh, As you may recall, late last year, uh, Mark Royce, the product development czar over at General Motors, said they're going to have two more bolt like vehicles, pure battery mm. electrics, in 18 months. And wow. at least one of them will be an SUV, by the way. So uh, the, the, the flood is about to hear. You're going to be seeing and hearing a lot more soon. And by the way, if I, if I can, if I'm not rambling on too much, I'll tell you one other reason why all the technology is going to catch on. And that's because markets around the world are coming up with tougher regulations. Uh, uh, Norway and India are planning to ban internal combustion engines. Wow. France and the UK and possibly even Germany may do that. China just enacted tough new standards that will essentially require plug-based vehicles to be sold by the millions. And China is also talking about a full outright ban on the internal combustion engine. And when you're talking about a market that's already at over 20 million vehicles a year, wow. Uh, the reality is, here's the interesting thing, there's so much pressure everywhere else in the world to go electric, and there's also pressure from California with its own unique standards mm-hmm. copied by 11 other states, that it doesn't really matter what the, the Trump administration may do with CAFE. I've been told by a number of automakers, if Trump rolls back the, uh, the, the 2025 standard, 
they may do almost nothing to respond to that. They may continue with the plans as they were. The only difference might be they'll sell a few more V8s than they did before. It's just absolutely stunning, Well, uh, all the stuff that's going your on. Your point right about now. the international markets, I think, is far more compelling than what's happening in the U.S. market. You know, we may be playing with our combustion engines, but as you pointed out around the world, there's a huge movement in the other yeah. direction. China's making big moves. I mean, China's, you know, oh. not only with the EV stuff, but with AI and the way they want to handle all their, their, their streets and their roads and highways. I mean, they're really changing a lot. Paul, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back on the other side, we want to take a look at CES. And I have a question for you about self-driving vehicles and whether we're going to see anything about that in NAIS. Back in just a moment with Paul Eisenstein. image of trying to take a drink from a fire hose is kind of one that comes to mind when I hear Paul talking, our guest Paul Eisenstein talking about the car industry. Paul, there is so much that is going on that it is this constant stream. One thing we didn't talk about last hour, I want to get just quickly before we switch over now to talk about the Consumer Electronics Show, which is the next big show uh, coming up, and, and a lot of similarities in terms of the technologies that are involved. Um, but uh, there's been a lot of talk about the center out in Ypsilanti right now for driverless cars and a lot of the testing and the focusing in that direction. Are we going to see any hint of that at the car show, do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's pretty hot. Remember that this is, as Rod Alberts, the head of DADA, Detroit Auto Dealers, the sponsor of the show, likes to say it's really six shows in one. You're going to have, among other things, you're going to have the regular media days. You're also going to have Automobile D, which I expect you uh, folks will probably wind up at some point or another. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're going to be hearing a lot about uh, autonomous as well as electrified vehicles, about uh, augmented reality, about connected cars, about uh, vehicles that will let you be able to order your, your groceries while you're driving and so on and so forth. Um, there's going to be a lot of that coming out everywhere over the next two weeks, well, including be, CES and then NAIIS. I was wondering, if there be any, will there be any vehicles, do you think, on the floor of the auto show that people can, you know, sit in. They wouldn't get behind the wheel anymore, but they could kind of get a sense of what it would be like to be in a self-driving vehicle. Yeah, uh, there will be a few. As a matter of fact, this Automobile D program will be uh, open to the public. It'll actually overlap, I believe, the first two days of the uh, public show this year. Oh. That's, that's a new development. And it's actually longer, and there are more news conferences at Automobile D than there are in the standard press days. Wow. That shows you how much of a, of a shift it is. As, as Rod Alberts told me recently, a uh, uh, piece I'm doing for uh, a new website out of, out of Detroit called DetroitIsIt.com, huh. uh, we talk a little bit about the transition of the shows. And uh, this is going to be a very important thing developing with the move to, uh, to uh, mobility. Yeah. Uh, because uh, I, I talked a little bit about that Boston Consulting Group study. Well, let me tell you one more, which is really going to stun you. Okay, the, they estimate, and they aren't alone. Other people have similar forecasts. They estimate that by 2030, a full 20 to 25 percent of the miles that the typical American clocks on the road in a typical year mm -hmm. will be inside of an electrified, 
fully driverless vehicle operated by a ride-sharing or car-sharing yeah. service like Uber or Lyft. I'll be darned. Yeah, I could. I can see that very, very easily. That wow. Incredible. Well, let's move to the next big show. Uh, by the way, Paul Eisenstein is our guest here. He is the editor of the Detroit Bureau. In your analyzing that, you've moved now to focusing on CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. Why do you pull that in as well? Well, you know, I am sitting here staring at something from a major Japanese automaker uh, that uh, will be debuting at CES uh, on Monday. And it will be autonomous, it will be fully driverless, and it's going to be very, very interesting, very, very cool. Uh, I wish I could tell you more about it, but I'd have myself uh, in a pickle if I did. <laughs> uh, in fact, we've already heard uh, about a whole bunch of things that are coming to CES. We know that Toyota is going to show a, uh, a new concept version of their autonomous technology, uh, we're going to be hearing uh, some things from, uh, let's see, Nissan is going to be talking about a new venture capital fund they're putting together uh, wow. to help them develop autonomous and electrified technology faster. Kia is going to be showing off an all-new EV in Las Vegas, uh, and it will also have autonomous connected technologies, virtual and augmented reality in it. So why am I there? Because the <laughs> automakers are there, and the yeah. auto suppliers are there. And in many cases, they're not talking about what will be on the road next 6 to 12 months, but they're giving us a vision of what will be on the road in the next 10 to 15 that years. That is fascinating. Yeah, that is Paul, you've probably been waiting to get your foot in the door to see us, haven't you? Oh, I'm, I, it, it's always an exciting show. I, I, I have to say I'm one of those folks that doesn't like Las Vegas, and it is a difficult show to cover because it is spread out all over town. It's, it's big. Uh, it's a challenge. I mean, you've got a couple million square feet over at the Vegas Convention Center. There's some things happening at the Mandalay Bay. There's things happening at other hotels. So trying to cover it is a lot more difficult than doing the Detroit Auto Show. Yeah. But you have to. You have to do both of these shows or you are basically missing out wow. on the most dramatic transformation to hit the auto industry since Henry Ford switched on the Model <laughs> T's assembly line. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not kidding about that. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm with you all the way. It's fascinating. And it's interesting that the autonomous vehicles and all that's involved in that um, are showing up at CES rather than the North American International Auto Show. But that's all right. It's kind of like uh, NIA, the... North American International Auto Show is kind of catching up in some ways to some of the stuff at CES. Well, CES is so diversified. I mean, everything from gaming to now the you know, automotive industry has become a huge yeah. segment of it. It covers everything. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's what's fascinating about the show. I, I Frankly, I wish there were three of me and I could spend more time. <laughs> uh, what was it? LG? Is it LG that... Uh, yeah, they're the ones that do the OLED, the yes, Organic yes. Emitting Diode uh -huh. TVs. They are going to be showing off an 8K, uh, like 85-inch television <laughs> yeah, I saw during it. the show. And I'd love to see that. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to have the time to. Oh, my. I, uh, I've seen some know, I, um, Go ahead, Paul, Gary. You know, I've always seen, you know, pre-announcements for CES and, and everybody trying to scoop uh, the, other, the next company by making big announcements before the show. But it seems like that's even happening more so this year. Have you have you found that? 
Yeah, everybody is competing out there. It's a very, very big show, and everybody wants to one-up, whether you are showing off televisions, uh, drones, or automobiles. Uh, it, is, it is where you go to, to show how hot, hip, and high-tech you are. And you're going to be seeing, I think, the auto industry stick with that for quite a while. Uh, if anything, it's, it's a challenge for the folks here in Detroit, organizing the, uh, the Detroit show, as yeah. well as for the folks organizing Los Angeles, uh, you know, which is in November. Uh, they have to compete with the fact that a lot of high-tech stuff now is going to CES. And I, I have to give kudos to the folks here in Detroit for coming up with the automobility program. Mm -hmm. uh, you may recall that Waymo, which is the Google autonomous spinoff, oh, yeah. right. last year showed off their, uh, their self-driving version of the Chrysler Pacifica hybrid. And that was a big scoop. And you're going to see a couple more of those, I think, here in, this com in the coming weeks. Gary, did you have a follow-up to that? I'm sorry. No, no, I, I was just, uh, you know, I've, I've watched uh, a lot of different companies and industries moving more and more toward uh, CES. And, uh, you know, it's just obvious, I think, for our auto industry, because we've often talked about, you know, the autos being the biggest computer on wheels, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it is the biggest thing on wheels, but uh, everybody's competing to be the place to show, to, to be the one to knock the king of the hill off of its mound. And uh, you just have to look at the, the, the number of press conferences here in Detroit. They're down sharply. Uh, hmm. We're really done by midday on Monday, and there's only one automaker news conference on Tuesday. But Really? Yeah, it's surprising. There's a, Chevy starts with one uh, off-site on Saturday. There's about five off-sites and a couple of things on cited Kobo on Sunday, and then very, very little uh, other news conferences at the show mm. in the traditional uh, lift the covers on the sheet metal type of news conference. Yeah, but, yeah. but there's an awful lot of stuff with automobility. So Interesting. I wow. think for those who, who really follow all that's going on in the industry, and ju not just uh, the brand new product, you know, the 2019s, right. Uh, they're not going to be disappointed. Those who think, uh, you know, the only thing that matters are the cars that you're going to see in showrooms in a few months, may be a little disappointed because the numbers are down. Uh, and by the way, by that, the the organizers are still claiming they're going to have about 40-plus new vehicles debuting. So that's well, that's not small. Hey, uh, Paul, uh, we've got not much time here, to uh, maybe a couple minutes on that. What I'd like to ask your thoughts about Elon Musk and his impact on mobility period with the introduction of that electric uh, semi and the sports car and uh you know his model three what are your thoughts about him mixed uh ilan has helped the industry uh in, in fact if you go back Elon musk early on said if he accomplished nothing else but change the course of the business to make electrification really something that the industry can 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 get behind uh, he will have done what he intended to. Mm. Uh, and from that standpoint, he has succeeded. He will go down the history books. Yep. He's not a great businessman. He uh, tends to drive good talent out of his company because he's very hard to work for. Oh. Uh, there's a lot of issues. You know, we don't know when they're ever going to meet the production schedule on the Model 3 that right. they were supposed to. Uh, but he has got so much buzz on electrification that Tesla continues to have stock prices that are absolutely 
you know, Apple type of numbers <laughs> for no immediate justification because they yeah. continue to lose money. Uh, so mixed feelings about Elon. We're going to really watch. If, if they don't get production problems on the Model 3 fixed by the end of next year, I don't think they're going to survive. I, uh, I would tend to agree with you on that. I think that Model 3 is going to be his Achilles heel. And apparently, uh, from what I had seen, it had to do with a supplier that was uh, was falling down as part of that chain. But he's got to get that fixed. If he's going to really put it out there, he's going to have to make that work. Well, I want to thank you so much, Paul, for being with us here on the show. It has been a delight, as always, having you with us. Paul Eisenstein from the Bureau, the Detroit Bureau, rather. Have a great time at the North American International Auto Show, and I hope you make it through the CES on your feet. Well, you know, you'll be able to check out the DetroitBureau.com and see if I made it. (laughs) I will do that. Thank you so much. Take care. Great to be with you. All right. That's Paul Eisenstein coming up. Mike Brennan.